Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who sits enthroned on high? Who stoops down to look on the heavens and on the earth? He raised the poor from the dust and lifts the needies from the ash heap. He sits with them with princes and with the princesses of the people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of a child, child. Praise the Lord. Our reading from the Old Testament is one of those beautiful stories out there of hope. I'm reading from 1 Samuel, the first chapter, verses 4 through 20. And when the day came for Echnah to sacrifice... He gave a portion of meat to his wife, Peniah, and to his sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion, because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on for years. Whenever Hannah came up into the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her until she wept and could not eat. Her husband Elkanah said to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? I don't mean more don't I mean more to you than ten sons once when they were finishing eating and drinking in Shiloh Hannah stood up now Eli the priest was sitting on the chair by the door of the Lord's house in her, her deep anguish Hannah prayed to the Lord weeping bitterly And she made 
a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give you reward for all these days his life. No razor will ever be used on his head. And she kept praying to the Lord. And Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart. And her lips were moving. But her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk. And he said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my lord. Hannah replied, I am a woman who is deeply troubled, and I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not think your servant is a wick or a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the Lord God of Israel grant you what you have asked him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their homes in Ramoth. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked the Lord for him. The book of Hebrews. Will you please stand? Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have a great confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have this great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with sincere hope, sincere heart, I'm sorry, and with full assurance that faith brings. Have your hearts sprinkled and cleansed us from the guilty conscience and from having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us, hope, let us hold unswervingly the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together 
as some have the habit of doing, but of considering one another, and all the more you see the day approaching. May God bless the reading and hearing and understanding of his word. I want to remind everyone that, uh, you know, last week we, uh, we had this special time. Last week we shared a special moment. I think, uh, I think we should just acknowledge how God was working in and through that service to offer us healing and peace and comfort to many of us. We named losses in our life, those wonderful people who gave us so much while they were still with us. We celebrated those from this congregation as well as all those candles that you had lit for your individual losses this past year. It was a very moving experience, especially as we were able to partake in Holy Communion in the presence of not only the saints that are here, but also all those who have passed on before us. It was in the light of those lives, the lights that we had lit, that we receive the bread of life and the blood of sacrifice. Many of you have told me how emotional that service was. And I think that it is a testimony to the lives, actually, that we celebrated last week. These were lives that that gave so much to us and their Creator. They ran the race we call life. They persevered and finished the course and now rest from their labors. They now rest in the very presence of the triune God. However, now it's our turn. Now it's, it's time to look at what it means for us to finish the, our race, to run with perseverance towards the goal that is Christ Jesus. Are you ready? Do you still have your fork? You have your bulletins with you. On, in the bulletins, you do have your, your scripture passages for this week, as well as uh, space to take notes. Uh, and so I encourage you to, to take notes so that when the Spirit speaks, you can jot those things down uh, and remember those. Uh, one other thing that, uh, that I try to remember to say is that if, if this message or at any point it comes up that there's a question that, uh, that runs into your head and you want to send it up and see if there's a, an, a quick answer for that, my phone number is in the bulletin. You can text me that question and I will see what I can do uh, during the message time and see if we can, we can get that answered for you. But as we begin, will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we, uh, we thank you for a time that we can spend deciphering your word to discern what your call is for us and how we can apply it to our lives. And so God, I ask that you would speak to our hearts, that the words that I would speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people. So speak, Lord, your servants are listening. All this I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Perseverance is something that we all hope we have when we need it. We want to feel like we can persevere through the trials of life, the storms that head our way, and the setbacks that come with life. This is something that is preached from, business, from the business world all the time, as well as sports, teaching, and almost every other vocation out there. We need to persevere, push through those difficult times, because there will always be something better on the other side. 
Do you still have your fork? Something better coming. So many quotes that we can pull from on this thought. So here's just a couple that I was able to find. It's not that I'm smart, it's that I stay with problems longer. Albert Einstein. Or how about from Thomas Edison? Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Another one, failure is only the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Henry Ford. It doesn't matter how slowly you go, so long as you do not stop. Confucius. It always seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela. And of course my favorite. If at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you even tried. (laughs) That, my brothers and sisters, was George Carlin. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some of you will remember a movie, you got a quick glimpse of that, uh, from the 90s called Rudy. It was a movie based on a true story of a young man who dreamed of attending Notre Dame. They did pretty good yesterday, by the way. And running out of the tunnel as a football player. So much was against him. He was not from a big market high school He was just over five foot tall, average weight, lacked the upper level talent to play Division I football. He applied and was rejected three times from Notre Dame. When he finally made it, he immediately went to the coaches of the football team. He he was told that walk-on players never dress for an actual game. In fact, they were the tackling dummies. For the first team. And so you saw a little bit of it. Uh, so I'm going to show it to you again here. Here's a little clip of what he went through as a member of the practice squad. So many times, he got knocked down. But Rudy continued to get back up. Over and over again, Rudy got right back into the huddle, ready for the next play. He had perseverance. All of this paid off because as others watched his dedication, especially the players, they began to have respect for him even sacrificing their own spot on the dress list so that Rudy could have his shot running out of that tunnel, out onto the field as a player. His perseverance paid off as his teammates 
carried him off the field following the game. Do we have that kind of motivation? determination, or fortitude to persevere in our lives? Do we have what it takes to walk through the middle of storms, knocked down time and time again, emerging on the other side stronger and more experienced than before? Think of Hannah from our scripture reading this morning. She's the wife of of Elkanah, actually one of two wives, Panana, it was the other, and she, was a, she actually was able to have children for Elkanah, but not Hannah. Years and years had passed. They'd come and they had gone, and Hannah would, would fast and pray that she would be given a son. But so far, nothing. Panina would, would pick on her for not being able to have kids. Every time she would go to the temple to pray, she would get picked on. She would get ridiculed. But Hannah persevered. She persevered by continually going to the temple and praying to God for this blessing. She would eventually be blessed with a son, Samuel, who would become a strong and mighty warrior Hannah walked through this storm in her life and was blessed even more because she was able to persevere through the tough times. God remained with her. Our writer of of Hebrews this morning tells us that we should hold fast to the confession of hope without wavering. We should not be distracted or taken off course by anything around us. Nothing should pull our eyes from the end goal. Not death, life, political figures, news stories, future forecasts, pandemics, riots, or anything else in this world. Anything that this world could, could throw at us. Nothing can take us away from God's love and God's call on our life. I mean, it's, it's easy to blame those things. It's really easy to say that, that wherever we are was caused by something out of our control. The two biggest stories coming out of the past couple of years have been political division and the pandemic. One could even argue that the pandemic was made even greater because of the political divide. March 15th. 2020, the last normal Sunday, the last normal Sunday worship that we had, which was followed, actually, if you remember, by a a potluck meal and an auction for missions. Even while we were planning and worshiping that day, the news had come about a stay-at-home order. Our lives were going to change drastically. The world hit pause on life. No movies, no date nights out for dinner, no gathering with friends for some games and conversations, no shopping except for the essentials, no worship, nothing. What were we going to do? After all, we had just started our conversations about a merger, and now we can't meet. Was was this going to be postponed as well? 
people retreated to their homes. Physically, but even more dangerously, many retreated into silos of information. Our social networks became limited, and the algorithms just continued to feed us the information that we wanted to hear. We became insulated from hearing news from both sides, and many people found it difficult to discern where the actual truth was. Talk about storms. The perfect storm was brewing. Everything erupted as election cycles came and went, and 24-hour news cycles were filled with horrific images, and maybe we began thinking, how are we going to make it through this? Maybe some were even thinking, are we going to get through this? Then, as if everything wasn't bad enough, we couldn't get together as a family to support each other. We could only worship online and have meetings via Zoom. There is a limit to the amount of support one can give in these ways. It is really hard to give someone a hug virtually. Really is. It's just not the same. Where does our next step come from? Actually, what was our first step? We needed help. We needed, to, we needed something greater than ourselves. We needed to be reminded of Paul's words to us. Paul's words to the church in Rome, and that comes from uh, Romans chapter 8. So let me read that for you. Starting at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for the sake, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I don't know how many times I read that passage it speaks every single time. Because there's a lot of times that we think that things are going to get in the way. That a lot of things just try to get in the way. But yes, nothing will be able to separate us from God. And that is good news. That's the kind of reassurance that we need to help us persevere through the storm in our life. We need to, maybe we need to follow the advice of a particular fish. You know I like fishing. Uh, so maybe we need to follow the advice of a particular fish. Do you have that clip there? Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Dorino singing. Oh, 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 I love to swim. Dorino. When you want to swim, you want See, to See, I'm gonna get stuck on. now with that song. Now it's in my head. Sorry. <laughs> just keep 
swimming. When the storms of life come your way, just keep swimming. When you are unsure of the direction that God is leading you, just keep swimming. When everyone and everything seems to be against you, just keep swimming. And when everything is going great, just keep swimming. Storms are going to come. And hopefully they won't be in the shape of a pandemic or an absolute political divide, but there will be other issues that we are going to face. And we need to remember to just keep swimming. This past Thursday night, we held our, our annual church conference. This was the meeting where we do a little bit of business. We meet with our district superintendent and we worship. You see, in that meeting, we approved leadership of Journey of Hope, voted on my salary, and approved certified lay servants and lay ministers and shared stories about last year. And I want to remind you that, so if you weren't there last night and you do want to see a copy of that report, an actual official one will get prepared. There was a couple of things missing of the one that was printed, but if you do want that, there is a copy back at the Welcome Center, so on your way out, I think there's a few copies back there that you can take with you. Otherwise, it will be posted on our website and we'll send it out through the weekly update so that you'll be able to, to download it and see it. But in that report, there are all kinds of ministry team reports that tell you what the church has been doing. And it's a wonderful reminder of who we are and what we are called to do. But during that church conference... Jeffrey Bross, our our new district superintendent, asked, what were the storms that Journey of Hope faced this past year? What were some of the storms Journey of Hope faced this past year? He led, actually, by talking about the pandemic and the effect that it had on many congregations. But when he asked those in attendance, the answers surprised him. He actually kind of leaned over to me at one point and said, what's going on? You see, he was looking for the storms. He was looking for the storms of the storms, but what he got was very different. Without even missing a beat, we said, yes, the pandemic was hard, but this is what happened because of it. This is what happened because of it. That we expanded our social media presence. We began live streaming our services. We delivered Lent and Advent bags to all of our members. We held freezing outdoor services on Christmas Eve. We'll never forget that. (laughs) Especially since I had to have communion with a great popsicle. Uh, we, We made so many phone calls with calling trees and even completed a merger, all in the middle of one of the biggest storms we have ever faced. Everything was stacked against us, but yet we persevered and found a way to continue the mission that God has for us. We continue to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And if you ever want to know how in the world that happened or, or shine a light on what proof we have of that happening, just look around. Look around to see some of the new faces that have joined us. The guests that arrive on Sunday morning 
things. God is at work at Journey of Hope. And so, like Rudy, no matter how many times we have gotten knocked down, we have gotten right back up. And I got to say that many times it felt like those offensive linemen running us over. But that didn't keep us down. We never quit. We just kept getting back up again, getting back into the game. We just kept swimming. You are strong. You are resilient. You persevere. I must say that even in the middle of everything that's been going on, I don't remember many times when you have complained, other than technical difficulties. (laughs) Out of our control with that one, sorry. But you have taken things in stride. You've come up with great ideas about new ministry, about new ways of worship, and, and truly have trusted God with everything. Because of your perseverance, you keep on swimming. We are in this particular place. Journey of Hope is a wonderful place. We are a refuge for the lost and the broken, a place where all belong. We're, we are a space that, that offers many ways of growing and changing our lives. Through small groups, worship, and holy conversations, we are able to encourage each other along this journey of hope. But we are also a place where we encourage each other, all of us, to go out and share the message of God's hope, grace, and love to our community and far beyond. Through mission trips to Spirit Lake, to, uh, to Redbird, Feeding and caring for the less fortunate in our community at Pads, Crisis Center, Soup Kettle, and the Food Pantries. And just offering our space to groups like Silver Sneakers, Children's Theater, and Beyond Church. We live into our mission statement, our vision statement of sharing. Sharing our resources, sharing God's message, sharing our space. Belonging changing and sharing is what we are all about. We've taken this vision and are persevering through whatever this world has thrown at us, thriving because God has been a part of Journey of Hope from the very beginning. And God will continue to bless the ministries here. So just remember that we have a calling. And even if you are caught in a bigger storm than we've just been passing through, we can persevere. We can keep swimming. Because the triune God of creation is guiding us on this journey of hope. Will you pray with me? Creator God, Almighty and gracious God. God, thank you for giving us the strength and the encouragement to continue to swim, to get out in the middle of a storm and and make our way through it, to be able to persevere. 
And so, God, we call on the many times that we have seen that happen over this past year or so. The many times that we have persevered through through trials and through storms. God, remind us of these times when we face new storms. And God, for those who are here this morning or watching online that may be in the midst of a storm right now, remind them of how we made it through this one. And how we made it through all the storms in the past to arrive where we are today. Because God, we know that, that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives us strength. And we also know, God, that, that we are reminded that nothing, nothing can separate us from you. And so let us hold fast. Hold fast to that hope. Let us hold fast unwavering and continue our journey of hope. Speak peace to our hearts. Speak comfort to our souls. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So now as we get ready to leave this place, I actually just leave here because I hope that you will all join us across the hall for a wonderful breakfast this morning. So as we get fed by the Word of God, now we'll get fed by this wonderful creation called biscuits and gravy. Uh, but uh, I hope you will join us there for more conversations and a, and a wonderful meal. Uh, so as you go forth from this place, though, know that, that God does call us not to just make it through the day, not to just trod through those storms, walking through the mud, just trying to make it, but to thrive through those storms. That God calls us as we come out of those storms that we have a stronger faith, that we have a stronger hope in what God is doing for us. And so go knowing that that is with you, that we can have this hope and it is unwavering in our lives. And it's because God is with us. And so go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.